welcome to the Creating Love Together podcast. This is a show where no topic is off limits. Every week, we will be raw and real and give you real life scenarios to help create the relationship that you desire. So on our last episode, you were going to do the intro to our podcast and it sucked. So I am taking over. So welcome to the Creating Love Together podcast with co-hosts, Tim and Jamie Holloway. How was that? That was beautiful. That was very beautiful. That was good? Yeah. I think mine was better though. Maybe we should do a poll on Facebook. Okay. Do yours and we'll see who's better. Okay. Welcome to the Creating Love Together podcast. I am your main host, Tim Holloway. Um. I don't even know what to say to that. Other than you had a very sexy voice. <laughs> yeah, the voice had me, even though you blatantly lied and were not honest about Uh-oh. you being the main host. Hmm. Okay. That sounds like a good topic. It does. <laughs> that just flowed really well into our topic today. So on, you can tell that our topic today is honesty. So we had a experience yesterday. It was very unusual. So we decide to go and get a Christmas tree, right? So we have the kids and we go and we live in a, in a small town um, in Idaho and we go to this Christmas tree farm and the, the owner was so nice. Oh my gosh, super sweet guy. So we get up, we find our tree, we go up to pay, we hand him our credit card and he goes, um, I'm really sorry, but we don't accept credit cards. We only accept cash or check. And at that point, the tree was in our car or in our truck. That's when you know you're in Idaho, when they, <laughs> when they only accept cash or check. Right? It's like, I don't even have a checkbook. <laughs> and I don't even carry cash. So we're like, okay. So we didn't know that. So Tim is like, we're going to take the tree. We're going to set it right over here. If you hold it for us, we're going to run to the ATM real quick and grab some cash. What's the guy say? He says, um, go ahead and leave uh, the tree in your truck. Um, just swing by whenever or tomorrow and uh, pay. At your convenience. No rush. Exactly. WTF. Um, that's how you know you're in Idaho also. <laughs> <laughs> right. This isn't the first time this has happened to us. We were um, buying box springs for our kids when we moved here, and the um, furniture store's credit card machine was down. It wasn't working. And so they were like, let us take, we'll just write down your credit card information, and tomorrow we'll charge it. Have a great day. Enjoy your box springs. Yeah. That's total, um, we're in a small town of like maybe 10,000 people or maybe seven. But it's a, a vacation town, so um, during the cold season, that's cut down probably half. <laughs> yeah, except for the people who come to ski, but yeah. So, different culture, just different everything. Um, it's kind of like your word is your bond type society. Yeah, and I think he was surprised. We were like, well, we're going to run to the ATM right now. We'll be back before you close. And he was almost kind of surprised, like, we didn't just wait and come back another day, you know? And I'm like, no, I just want to pay you, (laughs) you know? Yeah, and each time I run into this, like, scenario, because 
it's happened at least twice, but I know even more than that. I immediately plays in my head. I'm not in California anymore <laughs> because I know that this would never happen in California. Right? They'd be like, get out of my store and don't come back. No, <laughs> we're not in California anymore. But, you know, it just, it goes to show the trust that they, that they have in people. Would I do that to somebody else? Probably not just because I didn't grow up in this kind of a situation. You know, even growing up in a small town, it was still not, oh, go ahead and take my merchandise and then pay me whenever you want. So it's even weird for me. But it's cool because these people have trust. So I don't know. This is a topic that we've been talking about a lot lately. A lot. And we kind of have brought upon us this... um, what have I been calling it, honey? Um, like core value or like what we're going to live by? Yeah. Like what we're going to live by, it's we're going to live our life with honesty and integrity. Yes. And it's a... I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know why. Like it's our code. Code. Core value. Yeah. 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 So that's our code is we're going to live life with honesty and integrity because in living our lives that way... Like we will always win because everybody around us will know Tim and Jamie are always going to be honest and live with integrity. Yeah. And that's big. Oh, okay. Let's talk about that in relationship for a minute. So honesty, integrity in a relationship builds trust. And it builds a reputation with your partner that you are the kind of person that tells the truth. When we deposit like honesty and truth into a relationship, we gain a track record. And that track record is so important. Um, Just imagine like if I in deposit into your life, if I was just depositing lies, like what kind of relationship would we have? It's going to be explicit. Fucked up. (laughs) Um, Yeah. It's just going to be a messed up relationship. I'll never believe you. I'll never trust you. Whenever you tell me something, it'll be like, really? You're you're like constantly lying to me. Like, I just don't believe you. Prove it to me. Yeah. You know, I, um, I'm a little hesitant in sharing this, but I, I think I will just for the, for the sake of, you know, vulnerability and everything. But I wasn't always the, a man that told the truth. You know, I was thinking back to um, a long time ago. I was probably about 10 years ago where I was excessively obsessed with the way that I looked and going to the gym and then introduced to, um, to steroids by people that were at the gym. And if anybody knows about them, they're very expensive. And so... For a three to six month period of time, I'm purchasing these and I'm seeing massive results and whatever, but then I have to lie about everything, like lie about why I'm looking fit, lie about where all the money went, (laughs) just lie about everything. Um, And that's like a, that's like a big thing, but I think there's a lot of men out there that, um, 
that are doing something privately or in secret and they have to tell a bunch of stories to cover their tracks of, you know, where the money went or, you know, what, what, what is going on. So, um, yeah, it's just terrible to have something like that in a relationship. Well, and it reminds me of when we were shopping, I think it was last Christmas and there was this woman checking out in front of us. I don't know if you remember this or not. Yes, I do. That was really funny. <laughs> it was so funny. And it goes along with exact, like exactly along with what we're talking about now. This lady is buying a cart full of stuff from like Hobby Lobby or Michaels or something. And I don't remember the exact conversation with the cashier, but basically she is going to have to hide all of this all these, all of these purchases in the trunk of her car, and then she'll bring it in the house slowly so her husband doesn't know how much money she spent. And then she goes on to say how she did this one time, and she claimed to her husband that she had won like a raffle or something, and she got this amazing gift. And in actuality, she'd bought it herself, but didn't want to tell her husband how much money she had truly spent. What kind of relationship do you have, people? Like, really? Like, if I go out and I buy something, for one, I'm not going to spend a shiz ton of money without talking to Tim because that's the kind of relationship we have. But even if I did, I'm not going to lie to him and say, oh, I went and spent this much money on, or I didn't spend money on this. It was a raffle or like, I'm not going to lie to him. I'm just not going to. So what kind of relationship do you have? What kind of relationship do you want? Yeah. Um. It happens all the time, like that sort of scenario, um, extra credit card bills, um, you know, making sure that you, you get to the mailbox first before your husband does to, to make sure that you get the credit card bill and, and it just ends up like snowballing. Like I remember, uh, a couple when that happened, when he actually checked the mail and got the credit card and the the amount of friction and the conflict that ensued after that is it's really high <laughs> so you know just i don't know where i was going with that except to to avoid all this chaos and drama in our, our, our lives and all the stories and all the lies you know in a relationship we could just like be honest well and you know, it just, it it gave me a thought with you saying that, like, spending all this money and lying about it or not letting your spouse see the credit card bill or I didn't buy this, I won it in a raffle or, oh, a friend gave it to me. Like, why not you just cut out the bullshit and look at yourself? Like, do you have a spending problem? Like, do you just go out and buy stuff to buy it? Is this stuff you need? Like, look at yourself because this is a big problem. Like money issues are a problem that most couples have. Not all, but most. So look at your spending. Are you, Like what are you spending your money on? Are you being honest about it? Mm -hmm. Are you trying to put the blame on other people? Like examine yourself. Be truly honest with yourself. Where can you go from there? Yeah. You know, like maybe you do have a spending problem. Maybe... <clears throat> If you've kept it hidden from your spouse all this time, maybe go to your spouse and say, honey, I need to talk to you. Let's sit down. 
I have a problem and I need your help and I can't do this without you. Yeah. And for, for the men out there, um, you know, let's just throw sex out there for a minute and, you know, to be able to get real and honest about where you are at that point. For example, if you're not, if you're only being intimate once a month, like have a conversation about it and each party own it and find out where you can go from there. If pornography is in the relationship and you're keeping it secret from your wife and think that she doesn't know about it, this, that, and the other thing, um, it is affecting your relationship and you can be honest and bring it up with at least somebody first. I I would recommend another a man, a a mentor, a a guide or whatever, and totally come clean with, you know, everything that's going on, how it's affecting your relationship and see why you're doing it. And then create a plan to how your partner can begin to meet uh, those needs, spice things up, or just a mutually win-win conversation that can begin to happen and um, and go from there. But it, it all starts with just honesty. Okay, so I have a question for you. Why do you think it is so hard to be honest with your partner? This is the person you're, you've chosen, in most cases chosen, to spend the rest of your life with. That should be the one person in this world that you can be 100% honest with no matter what. So if that is the case, why do you lie to your spouse? whether it's money, pornography, like whatever. Like why why do they lie? Why do them why do men lie about porn? Yeah. Um well, I think the bottom line is is this is that we're not really in touch with what we want. All we know is that maybe our mate is not giving it to us. And then so it's finding this fantasy and um living it out some other way. So here's here's how the conversation would go. Would it would go something like this, you know, honey, I've been um I've been watching porn for so long and 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 I probably have done that a thousand times more than I've experienced with you. And I think I do it because, you know, there's certain um thing, benefits and things that I'm getting out of it that I'm not getting with you. And so this conversation of like rawness and realness of the whole situation um, is like, that's a tough conversation. Well, as you're sitting here saying all that, the first thing that came to my mind, and I know we've talked about this on here before, but the first thing that came to my mind is if you were to sit down and have that conversation with me, I would be thinking, what's wrong with me? Am I not enough for you? So in this situation, if you're sitting here and your husband is being so vulnerable with you and he's telling you, this is my problem, take your feelings out of it for now. You can deal with those later and just be like, okay, thank you for coming to me. Let's talk about this. Let's work this out because it has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with him not wanting you or not whatever. This is a problem that he has that chances are he had it before you even got together. Yeah. So take your feelings out of the situation and just be there for your husband in that moment. Because if it was you in that moment, 
you'd want him to not come down on you, not yell at you, whatever. Like you'd want him to just to be to just be supportive of you. What I just noticed as you were talking, um, we are dishonest about our addictions and our sedations. You know what I mean? So um, the first conversation was about shopping. This one could be about, you know, pornography or, or alcohol or whatever it is. Most of the lies and the deception come from covering up the thing that makes us feel good. You know what I mean? Yeah. For that lady... Going out shopping, that was her sedation. That was the way she made herself feel good and fulfilled um, because she wasn't, um, you know, being a whole person and, and stuff like that. So our lies come from that it, it is justifying or or hiding our sedations. Yeah. Well, and I think not only you don't have to wait for the other person to come to you. Because I'm sorry, if you have all of this crap accumulating in your house and your wife keeps telling you, my friend gave this to me, I won a raffle or this or whatever, confront them. If, you know, as a woman, you're having sex once a month and you're wanting it more, but your husband is not giving it to you more, um, confront him. Be like, honey, what is going on? There is obviously a problem here. We need to confront this head on. Yeah. And start the conversation. You don't have to wait for the other person to come to you. So the um, the underlying principle, I think, in all this is first the acknowledgement and like seeing and realizing, recognizing and and coming out of denial. And that is if you you are only having sex once a month, then recognize it like some people are, are not even aware of that's that's not right. That's that's not the way things should be. You know what I mean? Um, so the first step in any of this is just recognizing, like seeing it and not pretending and denying that it, it doesn't exist. Yeah. And one thing, you know, that I was just thinking about was when you go to sit down and have this conversation, no matter which side of it you're on, Make sure you do it in a moment where you're not mad at each other. You don't have any, like, I mean, there's always stress, but, like, you're not stressed out. You haven't just had a bad day. Like, come at it at from a point where it's like you can sit down, have a calm conversation so you can talk civilly. Because the moment you start yelling, you become defensive and nothing will become accomplished. So you need to do it in a way that you can accomplish something. Even if nothing is, there's no conclusion to this, but at least you're starting the conversation and you can have a conversation and you're not going to be arguing. Yeah. So I have a question for you because I ran into it recently. Um, A man that um, cheated on his wife, you know, 20 years ago and has held on to it and has some sort of shame and regret and guilt um, as far as that is concerned. What do you do with that? Like, I'm like asking, like, what what does a person do with that? Um, would you Would you want to know after 20 years? Uh, I I don't know. That's a tough one. It's been 20 years. Was it a one time thing? Like, what were what was the scenario? Has it happened since? You know. 
maybe it was the man or the woman. They had an affair 20 years ago and they realized it was wrong. They called it off and like nothing has happened since. And they have built this amazing relationship. Mm -hmm. If that's the case, I don't know that I would want to know because you're going to dig up all this stuff from the past 20 years ago. If it was two years ago, five years ago, yeah, 20 years ago. I don't know that me personally, I would want to know because you would have changed, hopefully, you would have changed and we'd have this great relationship. So I think if that's the case, I don't think I would want to know after 20 years. Yeah. What about you? No, I wouldn't want to know, but I was just thinking like, okay, so the, this man has lived with this for 20 years and, and, and shame and regret. 20 years later, he's still thinking about it. Um, he needs to find something to do with this as far as releasing it. Um, that's probably pretty healthy, but yeah, I'm not really sure. I know me personally, I wouldn't want to know, but uh, I don't know. There's no right answer to this, um, but it just popped in my mind because of of just owning and taking responsibility. So after we like recognize everything that's going on in our relationship, in our life or whatever it is, then the next is just owning all of it. Just own that you did it. Yeah. Well, and I think in that situation also, I mean, because you're going to have all that guilt and that's good that you have the guilt. Um but maybe what you could do, you know, if you choose not to tell your spouse after 20 years, maybe um, maybe what you should do is make it your life's goal to be the best husband, to be the best wife that you can possibly be. And just make that your goal. Because you, chances are, have made it up and rectified the situation without your spouse knowing 10 times over. If you have taken that and you have bettered your life, you have done everything you possibly can to make things right. But I think, is okay, so I don't know about AA. I think it's AA. But don't they say that, like, you have to, maybe you need to speak to this, because I'm going to totally butcher it. Like, make everything right unless it hurts somebody or something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah make amends to whoever, except when to do so would injure yourself or others. Yeah. So when, I know that a little too well. <laughs> uh, yeah, you've done a lot of work with alcoholics and drug addicts and all that. But then you were also in that situation when you were like 16. So, But do you think that that would fall under the same guidelines as that? I would. I, you know, it'd be emotionally injure um, and bring something into a relationship that doesn't need to be brought in. Um, yeah, so that is an absolute wonderful point. And I don't want anyone to think that we're condoning cheating because we're not. Like if you were to cheat on me, you'd be gone. If I were to cheat on you, I'd be gone, you know. Um, but this is something that we're talking about 20 years ago. You know, it wasn't yesterday. It wasn't last month, last year, five years ago. In those instances, I do believe that you should talk to your spouse about it because it's so recent and they deserve to know. But after 20 years... I just, for me personally, other people could be completely different. But for me personally, I don't want to know after that long. Yeah. I love it. So I, I kind of want to just sum things up and, um, and show how we could begin to like flesh this out and make it a reality in our lives. And it's, 
it's very simple, but it's very hard. The simplicity is the steps. The steps is just recognizing it and then owning it and then creating a plan to solve it. I mean, that's it. Like literally. And of course, if we don't acknowledge it, then we don't see that there's a problem. Therefore, there's no solution and nothing's going to get better. Um, so if there's any situation or any lies, any problems or whatever's going on, having the conversation, accepting that it's present, owning your part in it, and how can we create and solve this problem? That's it. Yeah. For me personally, like I do everything I can to be honest and not lie. But there are times something might be brought up and I'm not going to lie about it. But being honest about it is going to be difficult. And so I've noticed with myself, if someone asks a question and it's like, oh, I screwed up or I have to admit I did this wrong or whatever, like it might be really hard. For me, I've noticed I get quiet for a moment and I'm just, I breathe. It's like, okay, I have to admit it because I'm not going to lie. And I just kind of take a deep breath and I take a moment. I got this. It's going to be fine because I'm going to fess, not fess up, but I'm going to acknowledge that I did something wrong or I didn't do something right or I didn't, whatever the situation is. If you need to take that moment to be able to gather the strength to be like, yeah, I messed up, like do it because it is so much better than lying. You know, I've always told my kids, like, I don't care what you've done. Don't lie to me. I can handle the truth, but I cannot handle the lie. And you might still get in trouble, but you will not be in as much trouble as if you lie to me. Yeah. That is what mamas do. <laughs> so thank you everybody for um, following along with us. And once again, this is the Creating Love Together podcast. And this is with Tim Timothy, and, don't. It's with Tim and Jamie Holloway. Aw, thank you. See you soon. Peace. <laughs>